0: If you haven't heard about Anchor, it's the easiest way to make a podcast. Let me explain. First, it's free. Second, there's creation tools that allow you to record and edit your podcast right from your phone or computer. Anchor will distribute your podcast for you, so you can be heard on Spotify, Apple Podcasts, and many more. You can make money from your podcast with minimum listenership. It's everything you need to make a podcast all in one place. Download the free Anchor app or go to anchor.fm to get started. Welcome to the Think to Freedom podcast, where we inspire individuals to use their minds to achieve greatness. We sit down with other entrepreneurs and professionals to give insight on business and personal development. This podcast is sponsored by Red Barn Cajun Crawfish. Red Barn is home to the best-tasting seafood, specializing in crawfish, shrimp, and crab. Feel free to visit us online at www.redbarncajuncrawfish.com. Red Barn, we season the meat you eat, not the shells you throw at your feet. Now here's your host, Darius Spells. What's going on, world? We're here for another episode of Think Your Way to Freedom podcast, and today... I have my player partner. I have my brother checking in with me, my brother, Kool Mar. What's going on, Cool?
1: What's up, Breeze? What's up, man? Thanks for having me, bro.
0: Yes, sir. Yes, sir. My pleasure. I right, thank you for, you know, jumping into the to the podcast. We're going to talk to the people, let the people know who you are, what you do. You know, we are here representing for all the black men, all the entrepreneurs, all the real hustlers out here in the world today, man. So, within well, the first yes, let the people know who you are and what you do, bro. I mean,
1: I'm an all-purpose
0: nigga.
1: I go by the name Cool Mark. I kind of do a handful of things. I DJ, I MC, I host. I'm a father, I'm a child of God, you know what I'm saying? And I cook, you know what I'm talking about? All-purpose nigga, I do anything to get the money, legally.
0: Well, oh, yes, good. Everything on the legal side, man. So hey, so all right, cool. We gonna get right to the nitty gritty, man. So let the people know what part of Shreveport, Louisiana, you're from.
1: I'm uh, from Motown. You know what I'm saying? Right off 520. 20 All you gotta do is exit Juella. As soon as you exit Juella, you're really right here in the hood. You know what I'm saying? Motown, Shreveport, Louisiana, West Side, the graveyard, the best side. <laughs>
0: This was so, cool, bro, so I right, you get to it, man. So, man, I've been knowing you for a few years, bro. I, I can remember my first time even having any, any, any type of encounter. You would be always in and out, you know. You would pop up here, pop up there. So, I think you were living in Texas at, at that particular time. So, right, uh, that's right. Yes, sir. So, that's how long before we go back. So, when I met Cool, you were just jumping into, back into the DJ game. I know you were DJing beforehand, So give people uh, basically a rundown a journey of how Cool Mark even started. Way from the beginning. I'm talking about from the hot boy days. I want you to go back. Today we gonna we we kicking it today, bro. We gotta go back. So let's, let's run the history so, about Cool Mark, bro.
1: So first of all, um Jabba Jaws. It all started with Jabba Jaws. I'm Jabba Jaws nephew, that's my uncle. So even though I had a father in my life, I always looked at Jab as a father figure. You know what I'm saying? In my family, he was the man. He was always on the go, always doing the fine stuff. So he introduced me to music. You know what I'm saying? All his DJ equipment was actually right here in the house we in right now, at my grandma's house. You know what I'm saying? So when he went to work, I used to play with his equipment. Uh, record companies would sending records in the mail. I used to steal his mail. Taz, Mel, Open, and still his records and play them, and you know what I'm saying. Then, as I grew off into it, I was hanging out at the radio station with him. He used to shout me out on the radio all the time, so I was learning the ropes the whole time. And when I got old enough to spin my own records, that's what I did. You know, I formed a group called the Three One Eight High Boys. It consisted of me, bees and Rest in Peace, and a whole host of both our high school friends. You know what I'm saying? And, we just created the buzz in the streets. From that buzz, we had we had somebody in the group from every high school in the city. That's what I did. I said I want I want somebody at every high school in the city to be a 318 high boy. And that way we control the market. When we threw parties, we made sure our flies was at every high school in the city. And if you go to Bird, all the hot girls from Bird coming. If you go to BTW, all the hot girls from BTW are coming. We already had Fal Park sold up, so we started throwing parties, and jab would pop up at our parties and I should be lit. You know what I'm saying? So from then on he just started investing in us. What what uh, what renting. what time frame was this on,
0: bro? What time frame was this? 95, 94, 95,
1: bro. Ooh. It, okay People, 14 15 years old all in the playoff man we was in the playoff club Xanadu club congress we was in all the clubs bro when we was like 14 years old you know what I'm saying gotcha. I'm talking about doing grown up stuff I'm talking about I can't even get up and go to school the next morning cause Jab had me out in the club all night you gotcha. know what I'm saying so it, it was crazy
0: and we just, we just kept it going. Gotcha. Man, I love how you give Jab his flowers, man. Cause Jab really started, from what I know of the history, Jab started everything. Like, uh, Jab is the OG to the to the fullest, man. Jab put everybody on. They can say what they want to say, but big homie put everybody in position to win.
1: That's right. He got a saying, shit. I put too many niggas on to fall off.
0: Man, he yeah. ain't live, man. man. real? yes, sir. So, okay, that's a three one eight hot boy day. So, during that particular time, what what else you were doing during that particular man,
1: time? Man, we 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 fucked around and landed um, our own radio show, mm-hmm. which was crazy as fuck. You know what I'm saying? We, it, Jay got a saying like, you ain't gotta do much. All you gotta do is beat out. Meaning, you know what I'm saying I ain't asking you to do nothing but if you are around opportunities don't present themselves and you gotta be smart enough to jump on it so we was always hanging around the radio station and we actually late night was using the radio station where they produced the commercials and we was using that for our own personal studio we recorded rap music we got donuts singing three feet dancing my boy spider you know what I'm saying? Me, BZ. You know what I'm saying? Jerk Murphy. It was like crazy, man. We was recording music. We landed our own radio show just from hanging around the radio station, being at the right place at the right time, having to pull. Anything we touched in the city, it was popping. You know what I'm saying? three, one, eight, one high bars throwing a party, it was popping. You know what I'm saying? Like, we had all the high girls from all the schools down. We even formed a group called the high girls.
0: Yeah. We had
1: all- Pay our hot girls. You know what I'm saying? Right. So, so we just we just kept that going and then all of a sudden I got off into some other shit and I left the city. You know right. what I'm saying? I moved to the DFW area. I stayed out there about 10 years. 10, 10 12 years. You know what I'm saying? And in that process, um, you know I met my wife started my own family you know what I'm saying grew up and you know being out there in Dallas taught me stuff that I probably would have never learned here in Shreveport you know what I'm saying right. cause you can move away and things would be better for you but in Dallas is when I was actually on my head. you know what I'm saying really? Shit, I was in Dallas Struck. you know what I'm talking about so that taught me how to be a man, you know what I'm saying? I responsibilities in my own hands. You know what I'm saying? Stand up for myself. Got a relationship with God. And I was coming back to the city like every weekend doing my thing clubbing with Beza. Beza had landed the Coco Pellas gig with Baby at Three Feet in jail. and jazz. Uh, you know what I'm saying? This was going... Shit, they, they did the whole what the whole Hurricane Chris era. I'm yeah,
0: talking that about about, it was
1: 2007, thousand eight. Man, it, it was nuts. So with BZ landing the Coco Pellets gig, it kinda started to build our buzz back up. You know what I'm saying? Cause we had moved on, everybody started doing their own thing. Then when he did that, we started what we call whatever entertainment, which is something we came up with over here on Theo Street in Motown, where we was on some other shit. You know what I'm saying? And we was like, man, we whatever. We 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 with whatever. We can we can hustle whatever. We can do whatever. So we whatever. You know what I'm saying? We with whatever. Whatever you with, that's what we
0: with. You yeah. know
1: what I'm saying? So so whatever entertainment started gaining a little momentum you know what I'm saying and I actually um me and Beazie got in cahoots and we both of us wanted me to be at Coco Exactly. and I'm like man I have to drive to Shreveport every weekend to be at Coco Pillars. you know what I'm saying so um Biza called me one morning. Jab was at the station. He was at the station at the same time. He woke me up. He was like, man, come up here and talk to Jab right now. You know what I'm saying? So we, we cornered Jab, Jab in the production room. And I mean, shit, Jab was with it. We shot him the idea. You know what I'm saying? He was with it. So it was really supposed to be Biza MC and me DJing. Gotcha. And that night, that that day, that Jam said, yeah, and hired me at Coco Palace." Beesley died in a car accident that same night. So, me and him never got the rocking cocos together. But that was how I got into cocos. A lot of people don't even know this. Man,
0: know, I never knew that. I never knew that story, bro.
1: Yeah, bro. That the same day I got hired. As a Coco Pellet DJ, Beezer died
0: that night. Man, OIP to the big dog, man. That's crazy. That's a man. That's a crazy story. We never, we
1: never even got a chance to rock and cocos together, and it was during that same week. Because even though he had passed, see, you know, Chad was in finna close no from the club, and so it was during that same week. Like a day or two later, that I actually had to start, <laughs> and I'm like, "Shit, I don't know nothing." And my dude ain't here. I'm grieving. You know what I'm saying? And man, it's just like riding the bike, man. You know what I'm saying? Once I plugged, plugged in, the rest was history.
0: Gotcha. You know it's what a- I'm saying? Yeah, we on the we on the club. We on the club game. So let people know how it was. So a lot of people did not experience Coco Pillars, and you being able to be an actual DJ inside Coco Pellets during a particular time, how much did Coco Pillars? how much of a role did Coco Pellets play within this whole community of Shreveport, Louisiana or around the whole world? Man, I tell
1: people all the time, people used to be like, man, why y'all... Why they always play the same music in Coco Pellis? Why they don't play nothing new? Why it's so hard to get a new song played? To me, Coco Pellis was like a Broadway show. You know what I'm saying? When you go to a Broadway show, they do that same show for that whole year or, or that whole season that they run those shows. You know what I'm saying? It's like doing an act every night, like a Tyler Perry play. Every city they go to, they do the same exact play until they come out with a new play to me that's how Coco world was it was like an attraction we had to put on the same exact show every night because that's what the people come for you never know you probably had people from Dallas this weekend you might have had people from Arkansas the next weekend you might have had people away from Mississippi New York you know what I'm saying so you had to put on that same show every weekend no matter what because it was the best show on earth. You yeah. know, what it yeah. was it was the best show on earth. So it had to be put on every night. It's just like the cowboys going out on the field. If they got a good game, they need to play the game every night. You know what I'm saying? So, Copperheaders, man, it's it's something nobody our age will ever forget. You know what Coco- I'm saying?
0: It's- Coco Pellets had a hell of a five run in club game. They was, oh, how, how many years Coco Pellets was running? least, Le- what? 13, 15 years, something like that? Yes,
1: bro. I'm talking about that's, that's unheard of right here in Shreveport. You know what I'm saying? Coco- of. And, and believe it or not, Coco Pellets taught me how to be a businessman because. Only very few was there for other than DJing. You know what I'm saying. I, I wanted to know, you know, what the money was going, how much the bar was pulling in, how many uh, employees here. You know what the dough taking in. You know what I'm saying. How Chad handled the business. How you know? I used to go down there in the daytime. A lot of people I ain't know Coco Pella's was open in the daytime. You know what I'm saying. You go down there 12 noon, Chad and them and they're doing business, liquor being delivered. You know, so on and so forth, you know. I mean, it, it, it was a, a million-dollar operation. You know what I'm saying? Yeah. So, it was I, I, I watched Chad. I watched Jam. I watched Baby. You know what I'm saying? I watched them turn nothing into something. You know what I'm saying? Just off betting on they sell. Dropping cool. they... You know what I'm saying? I watched yeah. them turn nothing into... Man. Weekend after weekend after weekend after weekend. Them boys was on it. Yep. Nobody ever did. It, no nobody at all. Them boys was on it, man. And I i, I love the, the DJing side of it, but I was way more intrigued about the business side.
0: Man. Coco tell I'd have been in there a few nights, man. A couple thousand people in the club. Wall-to-wall, shoulder-to-shoulder, three floors. I'm <laughs> packed to the <laughs> Mac, man. I'm like, yeah, bro, this is it's real in here.
1: <laughs> a lot done happened behind them doors, man. Uh, man, this, we had some good times. Coco Pellas was a damn good time. Chad is the best boss in the world. Yeah. You know what I'm saying? Like, Good to your people, and... That's the outcome, man.
0: That man had a good run. What's up? One, and I'm telling you, one of the best runs they ever heard. In the Everybody loved Chase. <laughs> What'd you say? I said, hey, that one of the best club runs known to man. I haven't heard it anywhere out of man. town, nowhere. It's- Nobody did it how Coco Pillar did it. And then I'm gonna tell you how cold it was. Coco Pilliard influenced the whole DJ culture. Coco Pillar was the only place that you could go. And you can have, you'll hear four or five DJs in one night. Oh, man. Bro. The the shift game was so cold, it was
1: non stop from the beginning to the end. Man, what club you know paying five DJs for one night?
0: None. Man,
1: that's when I was like, this man paying us, and paying us good. Man, I'm driving from Dallas. I'm driving from Dallas, bro. I'm talking about the man paying me good.
0: Yeah. No cap. <laughs>
1: no cap, man. No cap. man. He took care of his people, man. That's, uh, for, that's, for the opportunity. Because without them, I wouldn't even even been nowhere in the building. You know what I'm saying? So I salute them for the opportunity. One time
0: for the three homies, man, so... They go to Coco Pillar store. So let's talk about Louisiana Smokehouse. Mm-hmm. So cause you put you done put your real staple on the smokehouse, bro. So take us through the entrepreneur journey of you even kicking off the smokehouse. What made you even start the smokehouse? What mind frame you was in at this particular moment to even kick it off?
1: Man, I'm I always in a I gotta act like it's kinda of like I wake up every day, broke. I'll be like, man, I gotta figure life out. I gotta figure life out. You know what I'm saying? I always like to cook. My grandmama everybody in my family cooked. My mama, my grandma, my daddy. You know what I'm saying? So my grandmother made a business of it. You know what I'm saying? My grandmama was always a hustler, always an entrepreneur. She kept a job, but she was always an entrepreneur and I watched that. She never just said it out of mouth, you know what I'm saying? She kind of just led by example. And I watched it, you know what I'm saying? So I always would cook, even when I was young, hanging out with my friends. We go out of town, man, I be the one to cook. I'm the one finding up the pit. you know what I'm saying? I'm the one cooking the gumbo, you know what I'm saying? And just, I always, wanted a food truck for some reason. It was actually something me and Beez had talked about. You know what I'm saying? And I used to tell my wife all the time, man, I want a food truck. I got to give me a food truck. I be passing by them on the side of the road. Ooh, baby, look at that truck. Look at that trailer. You know what I'm saying? And I used to stay up all night on YouTube just studying the food truck business. learning about how to come up with how to get my own LLC. You know what I'm saying? Asking my wife, man, you think we, can, we think I can do it? You think I can do it? Man, I just want to sell me a few plates. You know what I'm saying? I just want people to taste my food. You know what I'm saying? It was never about the money. That's what was so crazy about it. It was never about the money. I was like, man, I just want to brag on the You know what I'm saying? So, I just studied. I watch Food Network, bro. I'm talking about, I studied. I'm like addicted to watching YouTube videos about food trucks. And one day I was riding and I saw a trailer, a barbecue trailer in these people's yard. And I stopped and asked them did they want to sell it. And they was like, yeah. So I was like, I called my wife. I was like, baby, baby, you know what I'm saying? I found this trailer. She was like, well, let's just pray about it. I'm like, man, pray. Man, them people gonna be in the soul. You know what I'm like? saying? <laughs> <laughs> I'm like, man, we ain't got time to pray. So I'm like, all right, all right, all right, we gonna pray up. All right. You know, what I'm man. She prayed. I looked at her. I prayed, too. I'm like, man, shit. Them people gonna be in the soul of that damn trailer. So she gonna tell me, what God told me, yeah, we can get it. I ain't here, dog, but that's what she said. You know what I'm
0: saying? <laughs> <laughs> hey, that's funny right there,
1: man. I ain't for real, bro. I'm talking about like, I watch people like, I know you asking me about my business, but I watch people like you, when you was doing Craven Crawfish, I forget the name, it was one of them. And I was like, man, he's selling crawfish. Man, out there, trailer, man doing this thing. And to be honest, It was things like when you did that, man, and when um, when them boys went woded and and super shooting them and Casper them when them boys got style Mm bar first style bar run. I was like, these niggas got a club. I'm like, man, I'm I'm talking about man. It was like. I have to send crawfish. My other dude got a club, dog. You know what I'm saying? Like, I'm just around. I'm just inspired by people like y'all that come from the exact same place I came from. You know what I'm saying? Even ran in some of the same circles. And this is where y'all made it to. You know what I'm saying? That, that was like, I, that blew me. You know what I'm saying? so... I instantly, you know what I'm saying, like, got on my grind, believed in myself, came with me a good product, you know what I'm saying? Um, man, we just started selling place out the yard at first. You know what I'm saying? We, I got people pulling up to the house. We started selling place out the yard. I was already managing Lil J's, Jabba Jobs record store over there on 70th Street. And it was a hot popping location because he was also a ticket outlet all the hot shows that the club was having and show, um like in the auditoriums as well. So I was like damn man let me pull my trailer and post up in front of Lil J's and say I'm a barbecue. Man that nigga said I hey, ain't nephew. Man I'm talking about I, I started man I was getting up like we was getting up like five in the morning for me and my little brother, my wife, my cousin, Kayla. You know what I'm saying? We was like, we was on it. Like, getting up, cracking that grill up. You know what I'm saying? Getting that me season, and we was just dedicated to it. And we love what we do, man. We, I just got to make sure I'm having fun. That's all I wanted to do was have fun. Nothing about the money. I just wanted to have some fun. So, man, I pulled that thing up in front of Lil J's and that thing smoking, the people coming. You got the barbershop tight ends next door. My boy being the barber over there cutting out. Shout out to being the barber. Man, I'm talking about people just started coming. I started putting it on my Instagram, putting it on my Facebook, taking pictures of my food. You know what I'm saying? I created the Beasy Burger and it was just like no lie my homeboy had had a hookup on me and that nigga had sold me more rolls hamburger meat than I ever seen in my life and I was like what the hell up? are this hamburger meat and then we were just like let's make Beasy Burgers and then I was like
0: yeah <laughs> yeah yeah, yeah. I, hey, the, hey the the Burger one set it off though hey the Beasy Burger said it
1: off I'm talking about you <laughs> City Layside, Allendale, Cooper Road, Pines Road, Bojas City, Motown, man, everybody coming to 7th Street to get the Bees and Burgers. Downstairs, CDs, tickets, Bees Burgers, Reels. Oh man, we had 7th Street booming, man. I'm talking about, man, for real, for real. It's crazy, bro. And we would it's crazy because after we left Lil J's, we'll smoke some old meat and go down to the warehouse and down to Coco. And oh, be out there like five in the wintertime. Man, I started my barbecue business in the winter. It was freezing fucking cold out there. We out there selling barbecue in front of the club. You know what I'm saying? I get through, I'm cool. in the club. It, by the time Bebe Bae- get there at 2 o'clock, I get out and let Bebe do his thing. When I get out, I'm going outside to flip real. Cut real. You know what I'm saying? It was beautiful. Bro. I'm talking about it was, it was beautiful. And mm-hmm. to, see, to see where they got us now, man, I'm, I'm, I'm grateful. I'm grateful for
0: that. For real. So... We're talking about the talk about Louisiana Smokehouse. For anybody who inspires to even start a food truck or food trailer, just give them a couple of gyms that they need to have to be able to start and be successful at. Man, start your LLC.
1: You know what I'm saying? Get your business bank account. Get all your stuff legal. Get with go to your city. I'm pretty sure you got a government plaza in your city. Go to your plaza, go to your government plaza, get all the paperwork that you need. They're going to give you a checklist. If you're trying to be a vendor at something, if you're trying to sell food, you're trying to post up at a location, you're trying to be mobile, go talk to them people, tell them people exactly what you're trying to do and let them point you in the right direction. You know what I'm saying? And get all your all your legal stuff out the way so they won't shut you down, because they be hating out here. You know what I'm saying? And the people ain't gonna come unless somebody send them at you. You know, so get all your I's dotted and your T's crossed and get you a good product, man, man. Get you a good product and believe in it, stick to it. Don't be scrambling over here trying to oh man the city they 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 be selling all these crab legs and you know don't be don't don't jump on every on every wave that you see be a your product stick to your brand you know what I'm saying and every single day get better at what you did the day before you know what I'm saying man get you get you a good logo a good catchy name you know what I'm saying? Get you some business cards. Take you some food pics of your pit or your food. I'm talking about some nice food pics. Yeah. You know. You gotta sell little, a product. You gotta sell it. You gotta sell your product. You know what I'm saying? But don't just let the food pics be nice. Let 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 them people let it be good when they come, good and fresh. Yeah. When they get, it. you know what I'm saying? I know a lot of people can't afford to, but. Man, throw that old food away. You know what I'm saying. I always sacrifice the dollar to give your customer the best product that you can give them. You know what I'm saying. And I promise you, the dollar that you sacrifice is gonna quadruple for you. You know what I'm saying. Like for real, don't 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 chase the money, man. Just love it and have a passion for it. Cause this food business is hard.
0: Man, it is. A, I try to tell people all the time, man. With with the food business, you have to have a an amazing product, especially being in Shreveport. Like, and you have to consistently work at your product because even I said when I when I started the restaurant, I I never said man, I'm gonna wake up and start a the restaurant. I really started jumping in the crop really off of a hustle. I was like, right. man, you right. know, it's, I, I see an opportunity. I'm to jump on it. Then at that particular time, it was nobody in the city that was black that was doing it when I started. Like it was, it was nobody black. So when I came, so yeah, when I came in, it was a, it was it was something new, man. See, it ain't, ain't nobody see it coming. And I and I had to, it took it gave me time to be able to perfect my craft. You know what I'm saying? So people will support you. I, I like to tell people all the time. People don't support. Nah, people do support, but you gotta make them support you. You gotta give them a good product, and you can't worry about people who not support. You, you worry about the people who come to that front door who come to your trailers, come to your spot and get that word of mouth up keep putting out a good product and people gonna come that's that's, man that's all you have to do
1: is put that product out man I I've never saw McDonald's or Burger King arguing on social media about people not supporting them they yeah. just go every day, open them doors and do the same product every day and we go get
0: it, cause we big when we go down. Gotcha. So with the so with the smokehouse, at what particular moment you was like, man, it's it. Like you know, cause I know you been you been throwing party with the high boy, DJ throwing events, getting money for a long time. But when was that moment in L.A. smokehouse, Louisiana the smokehouse? You were like, baby, to your wife. whoo, I hey, I hey, this it right here. What was that moment? Man, when my phone wouldn't stop raining, <laughs>
1: <laughs> man. <laughs> man. <laughs> man, they had like they had like we were putting crank in them reels, man, like we were going to trap kitchen or something, man. Yeah, mm. for real, My phone just it would, it the demand grew, you know what I'm saying? It went from me doing what I felt like I could do was going pulling the trailer up that Elijahs every day. It went from that to the people just demanding so much more, so much more. They wanted so much more out of us. You know what I'm saying? And I was like, man, we gotta, we we, we gotta meet the demand. You know what I'm saying? We 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 got to do something. You know what I'm saying? To to push a better, consistent product. You know what I'm saying? And I was like, yo, we own, We own." This phone won't stop ringing. People want us to cater events. They want me to pull up everywhere. Every time we open that Lil J's, they be out there waiting on us. It used to be people that knew where I live. And they would, we, we might be running behind pulling up to Lil J's and they'll just come by the house. Man, let me get what you got off that grill ready.
0: You know what I'm saying? <laughs> I was like, "Damn!" <laughs> hey, I that's right like, Hey, it's a it's and a, the, it's a, that's, a, that's a wonderful and scary feeling at the same time as a business. Man, owner.
1: Do, did you feel me? Did you feel me? You said something, then, bro.
0: You said something. Mm-hmm. Yeah, damn! I gotta play catch up, but it, it, it's a good catch up though. You know, it's not no, it's not no one struggling trying to. You just catching up to the demand of your business.
1: That's what my dad always tell me. He'd be like, man, a lot of your problems are good problems to have. You know what I'm saying? You got a lot of, you just got a whole lot of business. You know what I'm saying? People, people love that smokehouse, man, and we love the people. Like when I'm not open, I feel guilty. You know what I'm saying? I don't have a, the days that I'm not open. I don't have a good day that day because my mind is constantly thinking about the customers that's upset because I didn't open, or you know what I'm saying? The people that drove up there that think we was open. I just, the people make you feel it too. They, yeah. they call me through Facebook, inbox me, message me. I'll be like, God damn, boy. I know right. These people be serious about that food down here, boy.
0: On everything,
1: every
0: single bro. With there? the uh, with, that's that, why with you... the smokehouse, I said that's why, that's why you got to love it, yes, sir. So, with the smokehouse and in your entrepreneur journey, what was the biggest L? I already call it L, I call them the biggest lesson you'll learned so far in the food truck barbecue. Dish? What's one gym you like, man? I dropped the ball on that, but I learned from that lesson. What what was your biggest error that you've learned so far? Doing too
1: much. Thinking... I have just doing too much. You know, I want to sell. Tacos. I want to sell potatoes. I want to sell ribs. I want to sell soul food. I want to sell fish. You know, just chasing it. You know what I'm saying? Doing too much. Um, Hiring, hiring, hiring at the wrong time of your business trying to meet the demand of the people hiring more people but you're really not making the money to pay those people. You know mm-hmm. what I'm saying? Moving too fast, doing too much, just not taking your time. You know, listening to your friends. You know, man, you ought to sell these, such and such, sell that, why you want sell such and such? When I'm gonna tell you something, I'm gonna tell you something that I know people may have noticed but a lot of times I do stuff. I don't announce it. I just do it. When I first started, man, I used to sell all type of sides: mac and cheese, Cajun rice. You know what I'm saying? Green beans, corn, and in the true essence of barbecue, you really only need the basics: beans and potato salad. You know what I'm saying? So I went to throwing because I would throw the sides away that didn't sell because outside's is not going to sell all the time. You know what I'm saying? So I, I learned to just dumb my stuff down and focused on get you a good product and just focus on that. You know what I'm saying? I just dump my menu down. I was selling nachos and everything. I'm like, man, why am I selling nachos? Why? I'm selling fried Oreos. Why? It made sense to the customer because they love it. But to your your dollar, to your your pocket, it, it don't make sense. A lot of things that do, you know what I'm saying?
0: You it it the just, you, you gotta
1: just, right you gotta focus on the stuff that makes sense. You know what I'm saying? Cause I was caught up, man, I was shit. Man, let's try everything, you know what I'm saying? And and I, it's nothing wrong with trying now. I just I sporadically do things, you know what I'm saying? Like I might just throw a, a new dish out there just for that day. You know what I'm saying? And sell it for the lunch hour. But I'm not finna crowd my menu, you know what I'm saying, with trying to meet every demand that I think the streets is out here eating now. Everybody on the burrito tacos now. You know what I'm saying? I, I mean, we we Louisiana smokehouse. We smoke meats. When you come to my business, that's what I expect that you came for. You know, the smoke meats. You know what I'm saying? Because that's our strong point. That's what we focused on. I'm just not going to ride every wave. That's why I took my biggest L's in Trying to follow every wave.
0: Man, right. one of my mentors told me it's riches and niches. What did he say? Say that again. It's riches and niches. You get rich in your niche. Yes, sir. Yes, sir. I, I learned that too because I definitely, man, I feel you on that trying to do a whole bunch. Because I, I was starting to try to fry food, drop it. I was like, man, I boil seafood. <laughs> I cook crawfish. You see, I me mean? like, I can do a whole lot of stuff. But I ain't tripping. I cook crawfish. I ain't doing nothing else if it ain't no, no some crab with them, that's it I ain't tripping I I, I miss that money Man, definitely
1: I, I was like I was buying the the road the fall by the road
0: yeah
1: and I also was buying I was buying the fall by the road to wrap my briskets and you know cover my family meat pans but I also was buying four sheets you know what I'm saying the, the single four sheets to do different with, and I was in there one day. I'm like, "Why the fuck am I buying two falls?" <laughs> you know what I'm
0: saying?
1: <laughs> you know what I'm saying? Yeah, for real. for real. We was having, we was buying. We sell tacos and we sell quesadillas, mm-hmm. but you have to fill them with our meat that's the niche to my menu I sell different items other than barbecue but you have to use the barbecue to make them you know what I'm saying so we was buying the tortillas that's quesadilla size and we was buying the tortillas that's taco size why the fuck am I buying two sizes of tortillas if they want a fucking taco just cut the quesadilla tortilla in half and roll that motherfucker up and we boom created our own style of taco you know what I'm
0: saying that's the beautiful like, thing about all this It's no rules. You make yeah. your own rules at your spot. Man, for real, man. It's just, Like you say, it's,
1: it's riches in the mixes. You know what I'm saying? Because that's what you have to do, being a small business. We ain't, we ain't no Sonic. You yeah. know what I'm saying? Yeah. Man, for real, man. Everything at that Smokehouse come out of pocket. Yeah, for everything. Real, it costs thousands every day every day it costs to open that tray you know what I'm saying oh man it's it's definitely worth it it's the hardest thing you ever do in life that's why I like what you doing with your whole lifestyle your Think the Freedom podcast I just like the way you live your lifestyle period because you have to you have to have a healthy mental to have a healthy business, yeah. it's impossible to run a business on an unhealthy mental mental. It's impossible. Mm-hmm. I tried it. You're only gonna get frustrated. Things are not gonna work out, and it's gonna reflect in the product that you're selling. You know what I'm saying? So oh, you have to. You have to enjoy. Absolutely, I feel like you have to hundred percent enjoy what you're doing to really get the the love from the people because people can feel when you fake with it. You know what, yeah. what I'm saying? So you you have you got to be coming from a from a from a solid place. You know what I'm saying? In order to get that type of response from the public and any product that you out here trying to push on the people. Because one thing about Shreveport people. They'll uh, uh, cut you off in a minute. You got
0: your friends some bullshit. And they'll be quick to go put you <laughs> on blast. Man, look him. I'm telling you. And then, crazy thing like business. Ben- what you about to say, bro?
1: I really hate I said that because I don't want people to think you got to cater to your friends. Because Shreveport is bigger than what you see on Facebook. I Man. see new faces every single day at the, at, at the Smokehouse. Every day. Every
0: day. Man, I can attest to that because I promise you, like, customer base-wise, I promise you, mm, 75% of people I don't know. Right. Exactly. 75% of people I don't
1: know it, at all. It, your, friends, your friends don't like your posts. Some of them. Yeah. So the majority of your friends don't like your post.
0: but the people that's gonna come out and really you know what I'm saying and that dollar yeah you ain't gonna know them. they ain't gonna know them they, only, they know you as a business <laughs> give me a good product
1: Yeah, but the beauty of it is you gonna get to know them Yeah, you gonna yeah, they go- get they gonna come to your so much and you are gonna get to know them and what they do for a living and they family and what they like to eat You know what I'm saying? That's the beauty of
0: it. Yeah. So, let's talk about... All right, we're getting to the close of the end, but we in 2020, man. How did COVID-19 affect the smokehouse?
1: COVID-19 had a positive effect on the business side of the smokehouse. It was... It was like it was like the gold rush. We were already in a position It seems like for a pandemic, we 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 was already selling out the window. To me, everybody that had a a brick and mortar turned into what we already were. Mm-hmm. You know what I'm saying? You just pull up in the parking lot. Get your food and go. Yeah. You know what I'm saying? No in, You know, and we was already set up for that. So, man, it really had, on the business side of the smoke smokehouse, like, man, COVID really had a positive effect on us. Wow. You know? And, like, it was like the gold rush. And we was, a lot of business was closed down. And we were still open. You know what I'm saying? And my heart went out to those businesses because a lot of those are my friends. Businesses that I patronize, that I care about, you know what I'm saying. So it was rough on a lot of businesses, but man, we was we was already in position for for the pandemic. You know what I'm saying? Gotcha. I guess that's what they mean when they got his hands on like, you. Yeah, man. When you
0: blessed with when you when you blessed, man, it just it, it's it's words that you can't even explain. Sometimes, like, all you can, all you can do is just throw your hands up. telling you. So man, I, I ride and cry yeah ain't nothing, wrong, ain't nothing wrong with crying man we to, hey, bro, sometimes you gotta have a little emotion sometimes it can't be hard all the time I'm telling you man my hard day is over with yeah I'm telling you so I uh, you know I always do predictions or, or, or affirmations so the next 5 to 10 years what will Cool Mark be and what will the Louisiana Smokehouse be five to 10 years from now. Five to ten, year, 10 years from now, I real deal see us
1: building a full restaurant around the smokehouse. Building like, and when I say building, I mean like country style, you know what I'm saying? We gonna do all the work ourselves. The, uh, the floor might be some pallets. You know what I'm saying? Real artistic. But we gonna... The Smokehouse Kitchen is gonna always be the Smokehouse Kitchen. I'm just gonna build around it. Build a whole atmosphere. um, Stage where live bands can come through. Also, artists can perform. We can have open mic nights. You know, I, I, I see the Smokehouse being another attraction, just like Coco Pellets was in the next five years. You know what I'm saying? I already have some dope ideas. We already have some dope ideas that um we gonna put into play, and you know we still gonna keep the food truck style, but and everything kind of gonna be based basically outside. But it's gonna be some Shreveport, I think, the city ready for. You know what I'm saying? It's gonna be some dope.
0: Yeah, it's gonna something be dope. something nice like right that, bro. Ooh. It's gonna be Louisiana smokehouse. is already a staple, but it's really gonna be a staple when you come to Shreveport. You gotta go to the smokehouse. You gotta go to Red Barn. You gotta go to Orlando. You know we gonna be those particular spots. Like, is, is that spot? Like, <laughs>
1: yes, sir. Yes, and sir.
0: It, and what's so beautiful about it, man? You built it all from the mud. From the mud. No loans, no nothing, all straight God and willpower and hook. Man, that's it, man. All God.
1: That's the only reason I'm here. You know what I'm saying? For real. Me and my family, we beyond grateful. You know what I'm saying? We, we every day I meet people that we inspire whether it's our smokehouse business, whether I inspire young dudes to be a DJ or a rapper or whether we inspire people, you know, with our marriage and the way we raise our kids, and you know, it's just a beautiful thing, and we just grateful. Uh,
0: yes, this whole thing, it maybe even see this sweatshirt I got off. It's called God, Gold, and Good People. Number are three yeah. things you need. You know what yes, I'm sir. Actually? You know what I'm saying? So that was yeah. kind of inspired that hoodie I just dropped, man. So I already... yeah. I think the freedom, man. Yeah, but we to, you know, we just got to use our mind to get to where we want to go, man, because at the end of the day, it all starts right here. Yes, sir. You know, yes, if our mind's on point, everything is going to fall right in line with it. Now, and I definitely, yep. don't want to push that to our young brothers because there's going to be a lot of young cats that going to watch this interview, man. Whatever you want to do in life, bro, you can do it. You want to get your food truck, you want to be a plumber, a carpenter, whatever you can do. It's a, it's a million ways to get money out here in this world.
1: Hey, don't take no for an answer. That's what I noticed about, about us. Man, if, if, if brothers try to do something and they get that first no, they, that's where it stops. You know what I'm saying? Find out why they said no. You know what I'm saying? And then flip that bitch to a yeah, a hell yeah. Yeah. For <laughs> real. That's G on point, man. Before
0: we get out of here, bro, anything you want to share with the people, they don't know how they can find you on your social media handle. What
1: you have man, coming up next? Just let the people know what you got going on, too. Man, you can find us on Instagram at Louisiana Smokehouse. You can find us on Facebook at Louisiana Smokehouse. You know, we cater. You know what I'm saying? We 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 do it all. We cook on the spot. You know what I'm saying? I mean, we serving the best barbecue known to man right now. You know what I'm talking about? We on what I call we on our silver moon run. You know. <laughs>
0: Yeah, I like that terminology right there. You know what I'm
1: saying? So, man, definitely look us up. Come check us out. We located in the heart of Motown, 5108 ULA Avenue, right off Interstate 20. I don't care if you're coming from the Boulder side or the Pine Road side. You can't miss us. We ain't ain't even two minutes from the interstate, right next to the Tosh shop. Pull up on me.
0: Nah, you got you do got one of the most five spots in the city, bro. You got you 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 slap there in the middle of everything. In the middle, man.
1: Right by living glass, man. <laughs> <laughs> Straight yes, sir. up. Yes, sir. Man, so, that's my that Jewel is my
0: slowster. You know what yeah. I'm saying? Straight up. That's what it is, man. So cool, bro. I definitely appreciate you for coming on to the podcast. Everybody who's tuning into the podcast, make sure you like the video, subscribe to the channel. Show my boy Cool, Marks Some Love at Louisiana Smokehouse, right there on Jewella. Make sure you grab my new book, Think Your Way to Freedom. It comes out November 27th, Black Friday. But you can pre-order right now at thinkthenumber 2 freedomcom man. We back at it each and every Wednesday, just like this. Us getting together, getting you guys a game, give you the gym where you can go out and succeed and live your life in abundance. It's your host, it's your guy Darry Spells in the building, my boy Marcus Williams, aka Cool Mark, we'll get at y'all another time. You did?